Will President Biden suspend the federal gas tax? The CDC approves vaccines for kids and a Haredi from Brooklyn wins a huge lotto jackpot. Welcome to the weekly news roundup. My name is Yaakov M. President Biden is still dodging questions from reporters. He used a recent vacation as a pretext not to answer this reporter's question when he was asked if he plans to speak to Chinese President Xi, although he did eventually give an answer. Take a look. I'm not talking to you. I'm on my vacation. Yes, now I'm going to be talking to him. And during that same vacation, Biden's daughter and granddaughter pulled the president away from reporters once again. Take a look. I'm coming. This is my son, Bo. And she's trying to tell me, Dad, Grandpa, Pop, get going. You promised me you'd walk. Okay. What did you guys do for Father's Day? We had dinner. All hung out together. It was really fun, and we did puzzles. What did you buy the first lady? All right. Now, that's strange. What are they afraid of? I mean, it's not like they're even asking him very tough questions. Meanwhile, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has signed off on the Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccines for children as young as six months old. It is not clear how many children will actually take the vaccine or whether there is a medical need for healthy children to be vaccinated from COVID. Here's Dr. Walensky announcing that decision. COVID-19 vaccines are now available for children under five. We now know, based on rigorous scientific review, that the vaccines available here in the United States can be used safely and effectively in children under five. Turning to the economy, we hate to keep repeating ourselves, but inflation continues to surge out of control. The Biden administration continues to push the bogus narrative that inflation was caused by Vladimir Putin invading Ukraine. However, as we know, inflation was already in full force Long before that invasion, and in fact, Federal Fe- Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell testified in Congress this week. He was asked point blank, is the war in Ukraine the primary driver of inflation? And Powell flat out debunked that narrative. Take a look. Given how inflation has escalated over the past 18 months, would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. Here is President Biden urging gas companies to set their prices lower. Take a look. My message is simple to the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. So Biden trying to pressure the gas companies. Now, here's the thing, Mr. President. These are for-profit companies. They need to turn a profit. And because of your policies, they have no choice but to charge very high prices just in order to cover their own costs. But we get it. Lifelong politicians like President Biden may have trouble understanding That concept. Meanwhile, Biden is considering a tax holiday, which would suspend the federal gas tax for three months. The problem is that only comes out to 18 cents per gallon, which amounts to a pitifully low savings. When you consider that gas costs five, six, even seven dollars a gallon in some places. Here's White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre being grilled about the fact that suspending the gas tax would only save about two dollars and 70 cents on a 15 gallon fill up, which would cost about seventy five dollars. Not a lot of savings there. Take a look. 
Now, I know any little bit helps, but is this the only lever the president has left to pull right now? Are there other plans in motion to get immediate relief to families that are struggling to keep up with rising prices? And, you know, you said something that's, Sarah, that's so important. Uh, anything helps. Uh, so what the president did yesterday and announced was something that he believed was straight, straightforward and simple, is to uh, suspend uh, the federal, uh, the federal uh, gas, tax ho- gas tax and give that gas tax holiday to the American people. And the other part that he asked for was uh, to, for states to do the same, to suspend for, for, a, for, for uh, a temporary, for a while, for, for a, a short time. And that average is 30 cents. So if you add that together, that's almost 50 cents. That matters. 50 cents per gallon. So when they came at the press secretary with the actual numbers, she literally had very little to say other than that meaningless fluff. Here's CNN's Michael Smirkanish talking about the president's pitifully low approval numbers. Take a look. Consider this. A new Yahoo News YouGov survey found that if the presidential election were held today, voters prefer Donald Trump to President Joe Biden 44 to 42 percent. Like the markets, Biden's approval rating continues to decline. He's now at 56 percent disapproval, 47 percent say strongly, with only 39 percent approving. And there's no mystery as to what's driving those numbers. A new poll from Quinnipiac says 34 percent of Americans rank inflation as the most urgent issue facing the country today. Ouch. Here's ABC's George Stephanopoulos, former Clinton advisor, asking Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen how she explains the disparity between Europe's rate of inflation and that of the U.S., which, of course, is higher. Take a look. How do you explain the fact that Europe's core inflation last month was under 4 percent and the United States was at 6? So, you know, energy prices spill over is really half of inflation, uh, food and energy, and there is spillovers because energy is an important input into almost everything in the economy. Um, President Biden believes there, there are other things the administration can do to support what the Fed will do. Um, he's, uh, in, he's had historic releases of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that, uh, even though gas prices are high, they would be higher without those releases. And here's CBS's Margaret Brennan, not exactly a Trump supporter, pushing back on Biden advisor Brian Deese after he tried to claim that raising taxes would somehow help lower inflation. Check this out. If we can do a package like that, we can move forward in the near future. It will not only help in lowering prices, but it will send a signal to the markets and the global economy that the United States is really deadly serious about taking on this. Hiking taxes isn't going to change the price of milk. When and how are you actually putting forward this package? The package has been uh, debated. It's been worked through. Uh, It failed back when Build Back Better's version of it. So if inflation is the number one priority right now, when are you scheduling a vote to do the things you just laid out? We're working very closely with congressional leadership, with Senate leadership on that. (laughs) Hiking taxes, not going to change the price of milk. You got to love that. Uh, The Biden administration's latest narrative is that a recession is not inevitable because, of course, that's a big fear right now. Here is a reporter asking the president about economists who say that a recession is more likely than ever. Take a look.
Okay, wow. So you know that President Biden's in trouble when he actually accuses members of the media of sounding like Republicans, which they are not. Here's a reporter asking Biden about the CEO of Chevron who blamed Biden for high gas prices. Biden responded that the oil companies are being too sensitive. Take a look. It's mildly sensitive. I didn't know they'd get their feelings hurt that quickly. Look, we need more refining capacity. This idea that they don't have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true. This piece of the Republicans talking about Biden shut down fields, wrong. There are 9,000 of them, okay? So they, then we ought to be able to work something out whereby they're able to increase refining capacity and still not give up on transitioning to renewable energy. And here once again, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, after she claimed Biden wants to look at data, a reporter pressed her on which data specifically the president wanted to look at. It appears Jean-Pierre was stumped by that tough question. Um, take a look. Up to that and something else. What, you keep referencing the data that the president wanted to look yeah. at. What specifically data did he look at? Well, I think he talks at? to his economy, his economic team, right? They present him uh, with uh, information uh, that he needs with any other decision that he makes uh, that uh, that that deals with uh, with a decision like this. Uh, you know, a, dis- a decision that he has to make that's going to uh, really have a, a direct effect. I mean, this happens with any decision that he makes. Pretty cringeworthy. Uh, Democrats have been holding the January 6th hearings these last couple of weeks. They're being televised. It's pretty much a political stunt out of desperation trying to distract the country from the failures of the Biden administration by focusing on a man who has not been president in a year and a half and something that took place a year and a half ago. Here's Democrat Congressman Adam Schiff insisting there is evidence of former President Trump's involvement in an effort to overturn the results of the 2020 election. But he says he cannot reveal the evidence just yet. Take a look. Do you have evidence that the former president himself was involved? Uh, Yes, we'll show evidence of the president's involvement uh, in this scheme. Uh, We'll also, again, uh, show evidence uh, about what his own lawyers uh, came to think about this scheme. Um, And we'll show courageous state officials who stood up. Just to be clear, you said you have evidence that the then president was involved in putting a fake slate of electors out there. Do Do you have evidence that he directed it? Um, You know, I don't want to get ahead of our hearing. We'll show during a hearing what the president's role was. Remember, Adam Schiff is the same man who insisted for two years that there was evidence that President Trump colluded with Russia. Never saw that evidence. Ironically, while the U.S. is struggling, Russia is getting rich because of the high oil prices. You cannot make this stuff up. Last month, Russia surpassed Saudi Arabia to become China's largest source of petroleum as Chinese companies are stepping in to buy oil from Russia after the West sanctioned Russian oil and left that vacuum. The Israeli government is dissolving yet again. Israel is going to hold its fifth round of elections in just three years. And Rav Gershon Edelstein Shlita suggested that the monumental failure of Prime Minister Naftali Bennett's coalition took place because that coalition was so opposed to Torah and to Haredi values. Rav Edelstein said the downfall of the coalition was due to the schus of the tzibur and the schus of the Torah. Meanwhile, several big Supreme Court decisions were handed down this week. 
Some positive news for yeshivas and religious private schools. The Supreme Court ruled that the state of Maine cannot exclude religious schools from a tuition assistance program that allows parents to use vouchers to send their children to private schools. Essentially, in some circumstances, the state of Maine pays for a child to attend private schools. However, they were discriminating against religious private schools. They said they would only pay for non-sectarian private schools. In a 6-3 to decision, the Supreme Court ruled Maine is obligated to pay all private schools in those circumstances, including religious ones. In another ruling, the Supreme Court struck down a New York state law, a very old law, that placed strict restrictions on carrying concealed firearms in public for self-defense. In another 6-3 to ruling, the Supreme Court reversed a lower court decision and said anyone in New York state who owns a gun has the right to carry that gun for self-defense and they do not need special circumstances to obtain a concealed carry permit. Uh, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul called the ruling reckless, reckless and reprehensible, and she said to New Yorkers, I am sorry that this dark day has come. Take a look. Just reckless. It's reprehensible. It's not what New Yorkers want. And we should have the right of determination of what we want to do in terms of our gun laws in our state. I'm prepared to call the legislature back into session to deal with this, and I'm sorry this dark day has come. I guess nobody told Governor Hochul that with the law in place, as it's been for many, many years, New York is still crime is surging out of control, specifically gun violence, gun crime in New York City, but throughout the state. And that is thanks to Democrat policies like Governor Hochul and her no cash bail policy. Meanwhile, Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik celebrated the ruling. Take a look. Important that uh, we heard from the Supreme Court that when it comes to Second Amendment rights, these are inalienable natural rights. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are not bestowed by government. They are natural rights. So in my district, we are seeing a significant increase in first time gun purchases because of the skyrocketing crime in New York State. So this is a win. And finally, a Haredi from Brooklyn won a $126 million jackpot. The from Jew from Brooklyn won the March 8th Mega Millions draw. The man is identified as Herman Kahan. He guessed the winning numbers as well as the Mega Ball. So congratulations, Rabbi or Mr. Kahan. If you need help spending the money, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. This has been your weekly news roundup. Thank you for watching. My name is Yaakov M.